Heads are rolling in Edmonton, and we're rolling into a big-time week of fantasy hockey on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Big-time waiver wire episode, breaking down what's going on in Edmonton, and of course, Monday's betting board. Thank you for joining us. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to your source for fantasy hockey news and, of course, daily degenerate gambling breakdowns, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get a 100 bucks match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Still, there's a couple of interesting details starting to trickle out of this Edmonton Oilers situation. Woodcroft, done. They're bringing in a gentleman of the name of Chris Knobloch of the AHL Wolfpack, Hartford Wolfpack, taking over head coaching duties. We'll talk about that very quickly to start the episode. But of course, Monday's waiver wire is always critical, Steele. I think I mentioned last week that this is a stretch of the fantasy and NHL schedule that if you were off to a poor start, you may have loosened up the reins a little bit and not paid attention. Don't let the whole season slide away from you. Make sure your team is as tight as possible and you're tapped into these waiver ads. And of course, we'll wrap the show up with bets. Steel, right over to you, my friend. You were talking a lot about Jay Woodcroft earlier this week. A lot of us saw this coming, including yourself. What do you think this is going to mean, first of all, for these Edmonton Oilers? Because we're going to talk about them when it comes to bets at the end of the show. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. You know, they gave him the run out over this weekend against the Seattle Kraken and obviously a big win, a win that the Edmonton Oilers needed mm. for one and one of those games that it gives, it builds the confidence for the offensive players, builds the confidence sure. for the defensive players and especially for Stuart Skinner as moving forward, this is going to be his team as Jack Campbell's down in the AHL trying to figure out what's going on with his game. I find it a little strange, though, that they gave him the run out and then they win sure. this game against the Seattle Kraken and then they get he gets fired right afterwards. Mm -hmm. I still, to me, no matter what I said this uh, in the group chat, in our listener leagues, I've said this to you, I've said this on the podcast, that to, to me, there was no way he was getting past Monday with that with still being uh, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. So yeah. it's a little strange that they they come out to the media and say that he, you know, we're not mm -hmm. even thinking about this. We're going to give him the weekend. He wins the game or the Edmonton Oilers win the game and then he gets fired the next day. But right. I, I figured no matter what happened, he was going to get fired by Monday or mm. before Monday. But it's strange how the whole situation was was handled uh, leading up to this moment. You would have thought the loss to the Sharks would have been that I, guillotine, that's what I thought it was gonna guillotine be. moment that just takes the head off of this head coach. But here it is, Steele. Also, the way that they let it happen, to your point, getting the crack, you know, getting the W against the Kraken, you would have thought that maybe gets him a little bit of breathing room. If that's yeah. the situation that they're going by, maybe it was game by game. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But what does make sense is how bad that they've been resulting in something needing to change. Something was going to have to happen. And unfortunately, this seemed like the most natural progression. They were standing by their man in Woodcroft in the media. But what's also interesting is, is this Chris Knobloch individual is a co former junior coach of Connor McDavid. And we know McDavid's under contract for another two seasons. Dry Seidel, another one. 
McDavid has to be better. And if he's playing injured, that's one thing. But in my opinion, Steele, he needs to shoot the puck a whole lot more. He's looked like he's banged up. So if that's that, that's another whole angle that is, again, going to be really hard for this Edmonton Oilers team to recover from. Leon Dreisaitl has what, five goals? Let me have, I had this open here. I think he has only five goals, correct? Five goals through 13 games. He had 52 last year and 55 the year before. So he's got to be better as well offensively, Steele. And I think I'll just leave it at this. They're going to have to turn it around in a real big hurry. And I just don't know if changing the coach is going to be enough to do that long term. I think it might short term. This team is just going to have to be better and we'll see what happens. Well, the thing I've noticed with Connor McDavid, and like you said, he obviously doesn't look like himself, but it Mm. honestly just seems like everyone that he faces on the defensive side of things are guarding him a lot more, defending him a lot better than what we've seen. He doesn't look as fast as we've seen over the last five seasons. He looks a little bit slower, doesn't Mm. look like he can get by and make those, you know, quick moves uh, to get by uh, by players like we've seen him do against Morgan Riley a couple of times last year on the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like he has that extra step sure. uh, that we're used to seeing from McDavid. You know, we talk yeah. about his nickname is McJesus. He's supposed yeah. to be above everyone else. And right now he looks like a normal hockey player out there. And that's surprising to say about a guy that we've said uh, and is. everyone says is the best player in the NHL right now. I honestly mm-hmm. don't know if he is uh, from what I've seen so far because he just looks a lot slower. It doesn't look like he has that that uh, that quick step, that extra step that we've seen so uh, so much throughout his career. That extra step is really what's been taking him to that whole other god-like, yeah. McJesus-like level. I'm not fully ready to remove the moniker of the best player in the world, but you could make the argument that right now, he isn't the best player in the NHL. There are some others making their names for themselves. We could bring up a number of different names, including our boy Austin Matthews, perhaps. You could throw that name in the hat, (laughs) Steele. But we're not going there on today's episode. That is an interesting conversation that maybe you and I should revisit later in this week. But waiver wire targets. If you're good, I'm going to pop off with, I think we both have this player. But let's start with Jaden Schwartz, because I think eight goals and six assists in 15 games needs to be given a little bit of love. He's also on a four-game goal streak. And the Seattle Kraken have been up and down. Let's be honest. They've had a little bit of a rough ride to start the season. Looks like they're turning it around a little bit. Big win against Colorado Avalanche the other night. Colorado Avalanche, by the way, dealing with some struggles of their own currently. But I think what I'm liking the most of all about Jaden Schwartz, by the way, let me just pull up these numbers because I know you have them anyway, Steele, but his ownership is also intriguing. 47% in ESPN, up 25% in the last week, and 46% on Yahoo. The Kraken also play four times this week. I'm saying go out there and get yourself a little piece of Jaden Schwartz because he's red hot. He is red hot and and also on a nine-game point streak right now. So he's feeling it for the Seattle Kraken. And, and and yeah, they're not doing too bad. They're five, seven and three on the season. But I yep. think that uh, what we're most surprised about are the other teams that you, we did not predict the start of this season when we did our preseason predictions, like no. the Vancouver Canucks being no, 10, been three crazy. and one, the Anaheim ducks are seven, six and Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you about know, the Bruins a, again, the Holy. Bruins, the St. Louis blues, the Arizona coyotes are feeling themselves. So there's a yep. lot of changes right now, this upcoming yes. this season so far. Yes. And the Seattle Kraken are just trying to get by in the first month. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to find their game. Maddie Beneers has been struggling. He just got his first goal uh, two games ago against the Colorado avalanche, you know, right. 14 games into the season is not a good look for a player uh, who scored tw- a 20 plus last year. So uh, mm-hmm. they're trying to find their game right now. Like there's a lot of uh, 
you know, Jaden Schwartz, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Vince Dunn yeah. even have been the highlights yeah. so far for the Seattle Kraken. Right. Uh, but they really need some of their younger players as well, just uh, everyone to step up a little bit. I've come on this show a lot, Steel, and some talk, you know, in detail about waiver wire and the importance and how to break it down. Sometimes you look at players that are obviously more on a week-to-week basis. Sometimes I'm looking at a couple of these players that I really do think will stick. And of course, on the keeper dynasty side of things, I'm going to talk about a player in a second that you can also start to really augment your roster. They're likely not on the waivers options. If you are in a keeper dynasty league, that's deeper. Anyway, Matt Duchesne, I'm going to talk about him right around the break. I got a couple of other names. I think, Steele, you have Matt Duchesne on your list as well. There's a lot that's going on with some of these good teams, and it's allowing some of the depth players to get value. We'll talk about that right after the break. We're going to, of course, mention our big-time bets for Monday's mini two-game board, but I got a couple of picks that I like. Excited to hear what Steele has to say. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts. For your number one ride or die, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's a guaranteed fit for your ride every single time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. And with all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP that brings home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team, from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And who has mm. finally found his game on his new team nice. is Matt Duchesne of nice, the yeah. Dallas Stars. We both have him on the waiver wire target list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll throw it over to you quick. Sure. But he's finally found his game uh, after a very poor start for the first five games this season yeah. with the Stars. Zero points in five games, but he's got nine in his last eight uh, only rostered right now at 35% mm-hmm. on, on Yahoo, uh, Yahoo fantasy fantasy league. So Matthew Shane is a guy to keep an eye on. And he's really seemed to found some chemistry on that third line with Mason Marchman and Tyler Sagan. Chemistry is exactly right at the top of my list deal in terms of what I wanted to talk about for this player. And actually it's the chemistry that I'm seeing from him on the power play with Wyatt Johnston. Yeah, That's why I wanted to talk about this player, because what they were getting done over the weekend, it's seeming like I really want a piece of that. Wyatt Johnston, Matt Duchesne, Tyler Sagan, Evgeny Dadanov, and Nils Lungfist on that second unit right now. That's what is attracting me to this situation the most. And what I like about it is the quality of the squad that you're getting in Dallas. I'm unsure about what's going on with the Seattle Kraken. But I am sure of what's going on with the Dallas Stars in the long run. I think they're going to be there as one of those cup threats. But I love Matty Duchesne overall. How is he only 32 years old, Steele? It feels like he's been in the NHL for two decades, and it's been 15 years. So it's not far off. Four goals, nine. uh, Holy. Four goals, five assists for nine points. 30 shots on net, two game-winning goals. The time on ice, 16-plus. It's starting to creep a little bit, Steele. You know I like that. Get yourself a little action on Matt Duchesne. Also, before I finish up, I think the stars only play twice this week. So yeah. this is more of a long-term move, but I just wanted to bring it up because I like what I'm seeing from Matty Duchesne. 
Yeah, we have to mention Matt Duchesne and even just the Dallas Stars in general because they mm. are top of the Central Division right now at 19 points. They're 7-3-0 and in their last 10 games. You know, I would still like to see a lot more. I have not been at all impressed with Jason Robertson this year. You know, one yeah. point here, one point there. When you have a kid who pops off for 90-plus points like he did last year and it's supposed to be his team a long time uh, alongside mm. – Rupe Hans and Miro Heiskanen and Jake Ottinger. We know this team struggles offensively at some points, but when you're on the top line and you're supposed to be that next guy in line, Jason Robertson needs to find his game quickly, just like his good brother point. Nick Robertson uh, or the last Ooh. two games. He's been very special since he's got called Looking pretty up. good. Yeah, not bad. Looking very good. My next guy on the waiver wire targets here mm. is Sean Monaghan of the Montreal Canadiens, owned at 39% right now. And this is what we've seen throughout Sean Monaghan's career when he's healthy and that's the key word when he's healthy you go back to his For days sure. with the calgary flames from 2014 15 season all the way to the 2018 19 season so five years 60 plus points every single year with a career high in that 2018 19 season of 82 mm -hmm. points when he's healthy he has his game and it's great to watch you know he gets everything done shots uh Play, uh, 190 plus shots when he's on his game you know you're not going to mm -hmm. get the blocks you're not going to get the hits but it's great to see him fully healthy and fully producing on the offensive side of things six goals six assists for 12 points in 14 games uh yeah. you know he's getting it done on the power play as well he's getting it done on the penalty kill as well has two two shorthanded goals this season has a yep. game-winning goal you just like to see a guy who has struggled with injuries over the last three seasons finally come back into his mm -hmm. own and do what he is best at. And that's being a, a veteran now for guys like Cole Caulfield and, and Nick Suzuki mm. and, and really just helping this Montreal Canadiens team find their game in a very tough Atlantic division. I've yeah. been, I've been very impressed with the Canadians so far this year, Jake Allen, who I did not think was going to be the starting goaltender. I mm -hmm. thought Sam Montebo was going to come in. Jake Allen's like, uh, 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 not your time, son. And he's, yes, he's been absolutely fantastic. Mike Matheson's been great on the blue line. Uh, another guy who I did not see the offensive side of his game, but really has stood out so far this season. So I want to throw a couple of guys in there, but Sean Monaghan, 12 points in a lot in 14 games. This is nice. We highlighted Shane Monahan, Sean Monahan, a couple of weeks ago as well. Steele, he's continued to get it done. Love the top power play deploy deployment with the Montreal Canadiens. I love that he's seemingly a good fit under Marty St. Louis. It yeah. seems like that's really a nice connection for this player that he's had his ups and downs. He's had those years of looking like an elite piece out in Calgary. And then obviously the injuries. Montreal Canadiens just come off of a very, very big victory against those Boston Bruins deal on Saturday night. That's huge for them. I think and they, they said it was their first win since like 2018 against the Bruins too. Like it's been a long time. Doesn't surprise me. And just to your point, that Atlantic division is so much improved. There yeah. really isn't easy out in the entire division right now. And that just means bad news. Actually, it means good news for <laughs> hockey fans if your team is in it. Because that just that case in point, that game right there, overtime, dramatic finish. Really love to see it. Nice segue into this other player that I have on my list deal, not the second, the third, Caden Gooley. And I understand this upcoming week for the Montreal Canadiens is a rough one. And let me bring that up because I know that that was uh, oh, Vegas. 
Boston again, and Calgary. Okay, Calgary, um, say what you will, but he's up 9% to 22 on ESPN in the last week. He's only owned at 11 on Yahoo Steel. I really love this kid's game. This is what it fits the mold here for what I was talking about if it's a keeper dynasty side of things. Am I ready to go out there and say he's a keeper? Not yet, but he is coming along nicely with 10 pims, 20 shots on net, a goal, five assists, and more importantly, the time on ice is up over 20 minutes a night right now, Steele, because he is getting it done at both ends of the ice. That perhaps is the most important thing. He's being effective, and I love what he can bring. The peripherals are pretty decent. Let's not forget, he's a 16th overall draft pick, and he's only 21 years old on an improving Canadian squad. Yeah. Have a look at Caden Gooley if you need a little bit of love on that blue line. Maybe not this week, perhaps, but he's going to catch fire, I believe. So go out there and get yourself a piece of him while you can. The, the entire Canadian's blue line has actually been very impressive. You know, we talked a little about Justin Barron, Michael Matheson, Caden Gooley last year as well. Shocking, yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see, honestly, some of these young guys really just on the mm -hmm. blue line, especially uh, getting some opportunity and, and, and making the most out of that opportunity as sure. well. Uh, I've got this final player on my mm. list right now. I just want yeah, to I got one up, more. Uh, something real quick, but no it's going to be Robert Thomas of uh -huh. the Robert Thomas of the St. Louis Blues, and struggled a bit for the first four games, but he's got ten points in his last six. Obviously, a huge night against the Colorado Avalanche. Had four assists in that eight-two smackdown against one of the top teams in the NHL right mm -hmm. now. And this is what I've talked about with Robert Thomas over the last two seasons. That was it's a smackdown, by the way. It was a brutal yeah, smackdown from the Avalanche. Gorgiev, obviously not on his mm -hmm, best mm -hmm. game. Just the Avalanche not on their best game. But I've talked about this with Robert Thomas the last two seasons. The guy's got a wicked shot, but he doesn't use it as much right. as we want to see. Yeah. Six goals on the season with only 29 shots. He's got a 20.7 shooting percentage. So he can score the goals, but he's still not putting the puck on net just quite mm -hmm, enough as mm -hmm. we would like to see. And the thing I really want to see most out of Robert Thomas, and even not just him, but even Jordan Cairo, is they got paid. They got the bag from the Blues. Yes, this they did. is their team now. Mm -hmm. You have to continuously, every single night, be those guys. That's what we're seeing out of Nylander right now, who's fighting for his contract. That's it's what true. we're seeing out of Austin Matthews, who's got 13 goals in the first, what, 14 games. He's got three hat-tricks. That's what we see from players mm -hmm. who fight for their money, get paid, and then continue doing so. Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo need to be those guys for the Blues because mm -hmm. they have been paid. They're 24. They're 25 years old. They are the future you know, they don't have many veterans on their team anymore that can really so true. help them help them along the way. They, they're, mm -hmm. You know, they're still young, but they need to be those guys now for the Blues. And Robert Thomas needs to continue shooting the puck. And mm -hmm. I know playmaking is his first is the first part of his game. That's his bread and butter right there. Is for sure. His teammates. Pass but first. You have a lethal shot and in the bag like Robert Thomas does and you're not using it. Uh you know, every single game, because we know what he can do when he shoots. Again, 20.7 mm -hmm. shooting percentage. Again, I've talked about the last two years. He just you needs have. to continue to shoot the puck a lot more than we've seen. But right now, owned at 29%. And like I said, 10 points in his last six games. The Blues are hot right now. Very surprised they are. at how well they're doing and at how well Joe Bennington's doing. But the Blues mm -hmm. are hot right now, so you got to pick up on what's going down.
It's so true because when I look at that lineup straight up, especially up front, it's really not that pretty, and it doesn't seem like a very balanced lineup. Braden Shen, I know he had a big night over the weekend. Brandon Saad, I need to see a lot more out of Jordan Cairo. I thought he was really working on rounding out the rest of his game, and I thought he was going to get there. I'm not willing to give up on him just yet. Yeah. Just so much talent and speed and just everything you kind of want to see out of that offensive winger. Robert Thomas, I'm with you. The Blues are hot. Get a piece. I got one player that I want to mention right after the break steal and then a very quick big-time betting segments. only two games on Monday Night's Board. Two games for Monday night. Big-time bets coming right up with mm-hmm. Flip's last waiver wire target. But this episode is also brought to you by the Sleeper app. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Tage Thompson could score 50 goals. The Vegas Golden Knights could hoist the Stanley Cup yet again. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Fans can also play not just hockey but you can play daily fantasy nfl and nba mlb cfb on sleeper and of course the group chat functionality on the app you connect with other fans flip and i are connecting out there we love that functionality of the app it just creates a great community and great environment and entries can be made in under a minute it's super fast all you have to do is pick whether studs like mcdavid ovechkin crosby matthews mckinnon if they'll record more or less on their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in the game. To win a 100-time bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats for the night. You heard me, Locked On Fantasy Hockey fans. You can win a 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and location availability. And thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast. Your first listen every single day, continue to hit the subscribe, leave a follow button and a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every mm-hmm. single day, five days a week mm-hmm. and flip before we get mm-hmm. to big time bets. You got one last waiver wire target. Who yeah. is that? These situations that pop up when lines get juggled and teams get hot, you have to take a look at Alex Ayafalo right now is getting deployed on a very good top line with the Winnipeg Jets. Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor have it going on, and Alex Ayafalo is starting to chip in. Four goals, eight assists this season. He's had six points over his last three games steal. I'm loving the deployment. The ice time is going up. This team is at the top seven, I believe, seven or eight teams in scoring this season so far. They're getting it done offensively. Overall, they're getting it done as well. I would say this week, go out there and have a look at Ayafalo. Also, they're going up against the Buffalo Sabres, Arizona Coyotes, and New Jersey Devils this week. So those are three really good spots for this offense to keep rolling. Lastly, he's owned at 10% on ESPN and 22 on Yahoo!, Go out there and grab Aya Follow this week, most deaf. He has been great so far for the Winnipeg Jets. I, I think, I, I can't remember if we mentioned it, but if we didn't, we should have mentioned mm. him a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about those Winnipeg Jets and Kyle Connor because he's been a great addition so yes. far, obviously, in that trade for Pierre Luc Dubois to the LA mm-hmm. Kings. Two games, though, on Monday night. Short and sweet, baby. Bets. 
And I'm going to just throw it over to you because sure. I have no bets for tonight. Again, two okay. games. There's not a lot. I don't of hate it. Made. And this is just one of those situations where I hate the matchups. We're talking first. It's you got tough. The, you got the New York Islanders taking on the Edmonton Oilers, mm -hmm. two teams that are struggling. Obviously, the Edmonton Oilers just fired their head coach. They have a new coach coming in, but the Islanders have been struggling as well. Just not mm -hmm. offensively, but defensively, too. They're 3-5-2 sure. and two in their last 10 games. Mm -hmm. They are second last in that Metro division. Yeah. And then the second game of the night, the Avalanche taking on the Seattle Kraken. The, the mm -hmm. Avalanche just got absolutely smacked down and embarrassed by the St. They Louis did. Blues. The Seattle Kraken are still trying to find their way this season as well. But the Seattle Kraken mm -hmm. and Avalanche, they had a pretty good matchup in the postseason last year. Uh, right. you know, they have pretty good matchups in general. So this, this is just one of those days where I'm just going to take a step back and enjoy the games instead of betting on it and sweating. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it, Steele. And honestly, I know the Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken played just a week ago to a 4-3 final. I'm going to the under here. I think the Colorado Avalanche really need to clamp down defensively, and they have all of the tools and ability to do it. Alexander Gorgiev has to be better as well. But I think they start it tonight against the Seattle team that in the last 10 meetings between these two clubs, eight have gone under the number. So let's go right there, number one, Steele. And the other one, obviously, is we got to take a look at this Edmonton game. Although what you're saying, I fully respect and buy into 100%, two tough matchups, but you know, I'm a degenerate, and I got a couple more bets here, including my lock of the night. Try Seidel anytime goal. I'm going with a gut feeling here. In his career in only seven games, he only has one goal against the Islanders, so there's not a ton of track record. You're going to get a pretty good odd considering he's been struggling. It's just one of those gut things because I think after the firing of the coach, I think it's going to wake this team up. Give me also lock of the night. The Edmonton Oilers on the money line. Almost pooched my mouse here. Oilers, money line, lock of the night, minus 163. They're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 against the Islanders. They got a big win against the Kraken over the weekend. This is the angle I'm taking, Steele. The firing of the coach sometimes wakes up a, a team. I think it does. Give me the Oilers on the money line as my lock of the night. Can't hate, can't hate the angle whatsoever, but these are just two games I've decided to for stay sure. away from. But I'll be rooting for you and your it. three picks. And if, Thank you. And, of course, your lock of the night. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.